you know, if you want people to kind of buy into your big idea and purchase your product, then having a why model makes a ton of sense. Something that you can draw and step people through so that they make their own decision that, you know, I'm here, that's where I want to be. And I can see that not only if I go up the ladder, things get better, but you've got a plan to get me there. So I think have a why model is kind of the obvious thing. Salesmarketingprofit.com. Real world case studies. No theory, just real results. You're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Taki Moore. G'day, everybody. It's uh, Taki Moore here in uh, the co pilot seat at salesmarketingprofit.com. Shramko, are you there? Yeah, I was actually thinking today I'm more the co pilot. You're more of the pilot because it's your turn to put up a case study. <laughs> Dude, I just can't start. I don't know how to like start podcasts. I apologize, everybody. That's why I just pause and I see what you come up with because it's kind of fun. <laughs> You know, I reckon by episode 100, you'll have this nailed. You'll be completely dialed in. It's really funny. I was in Melbourne the other day and I, I was giving it, we did a half day hangout with a bunch of clients and stuff. And I started and I said, so, you know, my talk started with, I've been talking on stages and stuff for a while, but I still haven't figured out how to start. So is it okay if we just jump in? Because I don't like, I, I, do you know how to start? I just get straight into it at my own event. I'm just up there. And everyone knows to be in there on time because we run it to the second. Yeah, I think that's just easier. Yeah, and we just I just start. If you do that at the first break and at lunch on the first day, you have no issue from then on. You've set the tone. Love that. So, yeah, I mean, what are, what are we all killer, no filler? Yeah, you totally have. Well, let's do that with this episode, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. What are we filling for? Let's just do it. All right, so uh, today's... Case study is a client of mine called Todd, legendary guy, really good dude from New York, super smart, very snazzy, you know, very sharp dresser. Sometimes these case studies come out of a problem. You know, there's a big frustration that needs to be solved. Uh, in this case, Todd didn't have a problem. He had a, a big opportunity. And uh, sometimes, you know, opportunity knocks and you just got to grab it and, you know, say yes and figure out how. And uh, that's what happened here. He, um, he's got a, he does, uh, you know, peak performance work with some really smart, movers and shakers uh, in business. And uh, one of his clients actually said you know, they just had one of their best years ever. And that he was with them at the end of last year planning out yeah, this year. And they said, so when are we going to you know, promote you, Todd? Like when, when, when are you going to go front stage? And that conversation, you know, over you know, uh, drinks and dinner, I believe, turned into, all right, well, let's do a launch. You know, these guys use the kind of product launch model. And uh, let's do a launch for you, Todd. So Next thing he knows, he wakes up the next morning, he's got four weeks to, you know, to launch a, a big thing, make a big splash, get slightly famous and make some money. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So I'm just going to cut to the um, the end of the story first and then we'll go back and talk about Yeah, I know. Ooh. I just kind of feel like. <laughs> it's like it's like a Hollywood film. You're going to show us the end and then we're going to do the retrospective about what happened for him to get there. Yeah, usually in Hollywood, they go to the they they don't go all the way to the end. They go to the part just before the end where it's really bad, and then you get to see the oh, and it all worked out okay. Uh, in this case, yeah, he had a, a really successful launch. He had four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a week of product launch, which is awesome. And so I was kind of just debriefing with him afterwards about you know so you know firstly congratulations, mate, well done, and and uh, what is it that you know really set you apart? Because there's heaps of launches every single week. Kind of what was it that made you stand out different? What were the advantages and uh, he had some practical things about, you know, when you do a four-part video course, which is what it was, and on the fourth video, you, you open the shopping cart, do a webinar that day as well, and some practical stuff like that. But the thing he said that made the biggest difference was his ability to unpack 
his IP and effectively outteach the competition. And so I want to talk about that today. Is that cool? Yeah, we should start with what's IP? Yeah, cool. IP, intellectual property. Uh, what does that mean in the real world? It means taking the stuff that you know, the experience you've got, and being able to package it so that other people can understand it and can value it, can buy it, and can you know benefit from it. So in one way, sales marketing profit is a way of us packaging intellectual property and ideas. It's Completely. We're, we're turning it into a podcast. We're making it easy to consume. And uh, it, like so many good, lots of IP, there's uh, a lesson that could be learned from it or applied. And uh, tell us what happened. Okay, is this where we cut back? Yeah, let's cut back. So he's doing this, you know, he's got to figure out this launch. He's got four videos. And uh, they were, you know, him and his co-host to camera, interview style, which is kind of nice for engagement, just like you and I talking like this. But what really made it pop, he said, was his first video. So basically he had four videos and they went like this. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you and I have talked about format, the, you know, the framework for creating content before, you know, we start with why and then what and then how and what if. I'm not sure if we have or not, but if we haven't, we just sort of did. <laughs> Well, we use it all the time. It's, it's, it's actually, if you listen to any of my podcasts lately, that's what I have on my grid in front of me. Why, what, how, what if, and action steps is such a great thing. And I will, will tip my hat in your general direction, Taki. It's you who sort of reminded me the importance of frameworks. I used frameworks when I was selling. Yeah. I had write-up sheets. I had sales methodologies. And through the coaching thing, I've now been able to bring back a lot more structure because I've seen how much you use. And that's why I invited you to come and share at my event how to do frameworks. I think you are probably a world elite leading expert on frameworks and, and models because you've really studied it and executed it for so long. So I think it's a great topic for us to cover. Dude, yeah. Thank you. Good segue too. At uh, the Superfast Business event, I'm literally going to be kind of teaching people how to do this stuff that Todd just did. So, yeah, I hadn't even put two to two and two together. It's super smart. Well done, Shremi. <laughs> That's why I'm here in the corner. Bam. That's right. That's what we needed, a bit of that. So Bernice McCarthy, this uh, primary school teacher from, I don't know, the 50s or 60s or whenever she was around, uh, taught school teachers how to create lessons plans that were, you know, that were really solid. And she basically said, first thing we have got to do is, is teach people why this stuff matters. Then we've got to teach them what they need to know and then how to do it and then answer questions and move people to action. And so if you take kind of that, your why, what, how, and I'd say now as a framework, that's effectively what his launch, you know, four videos. The first one was about why this matters and, and we'll go deep into the why model because I think it's really smart. Then he talked about what you need to know and then how to do it. And then finally, his last video was, the, you know, here's what to do right, here's what to do next. So I want to spend a little bit of time unpacking the model that he said made him the, you know, frankly made the biggest difference, made the money. It was the, the first video that they showed. And it was actually... Uh, inspired by an idea I got from my friend Matt Church. And so thanks, Matt. This is a wine model. And really what he did was he drew a, a ladder. You know, everyone's got ladders. Uh, you know, everyone knows what a ladder looks like. It's kind of got some steps and it goes up. And so what, what he did and what we often do when we build a wine model, and a, and a wine model's job is to get people you know, potentially dissatisfied with where they are and aspiring to something better and knowing that there's a plan, a, a pathway to get them there. Effectively, the ladder has three main pieces. And so when you do a Y model right, it, the first thing it does is it shows you, you know, your location where you are right now. And so you know, he drew a ladder which had uh, each of the steps was at like a different level of income. And so it shows people you know, where they are. I'm, I'm here right now. So first thing it's got, it's got you know, here's where I am. 
Number two, it's got here's where I want to be, like a, an aspiration. Number three, it's got a currency that matters, you know, like in this case it was like how much money you'd make. Does that make sense so far, James? Yep, that makes perfect sense. Great. So we've got a currency that matters. And so let's kind of um, not everybody on this pod, listening to this podcast sells stuff that makes money. And so there's different currencies. You know, there's, uh, there's money, there's time, there's status, and there's feelings. Yep. Right? They're kind of the four big currencies I, that I can think of. And so in Todd's model, he had a, a ladder. And on the ladder were different income rungs. And off to the side of that, he said, you know, at, at this income rung, here's how that impacts you time-wise and here's how, here's the, like the dominant feeling that you're probably going through. So he had like three currencies on this thing. And so when, when he taught people through this model, they can say, hey, location, that's where I am right now and that's where I want to be. And the moment somebody gets that sense of here's where I am, that's where I want to be, when you put a ladder in front of somebody, what do they want to do? Mm, climb it. Yeah, they want to climb it. <laughs> exactly, right? And so he's built this really, really nice why model. It's like, uh, here's where you are. Here's where you want to be. Here's the different currencies that goes up. And something interesting happens kind of subconsciously, I think, when somebody sees you know, a teacher draw a model like that. That not only do they go, here's where I am and that's where I want to be, but there's this unconscious desire to climb the ladder. It's Yeah, yeah there's a desire. But there's also this thing like, let's say, James, I'm sitting in, in a room and you're up the front and you draw a ladder like that. Not only do I think that's where I am and that's where I want to be and I want to climb it, but I also uh, credit you with having the pl- the pathway to get me there because you've drawn the path out really clearly. Well, obviously, you, you seem to know it. Exactly. It's it's kind of like one of those NLP things where people have literally climbed ladders many, many, many times. You only have to give them that symbol of a ladder and they know what to do with it. So it's like it's like giving them – it's like winding up a toy to start the progress. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hadn't thought of it NLP-wise, but yeah, totally. People have seen ladders. They know that what you do on ladders is you climb and you hope you're not at the bottom because the top's where all the cool stuff is. That's just how, the, how ladders work. It's, it, because you, like on a similar thing, it's like when they're doing those little NLP ex- or hypnosis exercises, they say, imagine a balloon tied to a string and it's tied to your finger. And they say, I don't know which hand's going to rise first, your left or your right. And the person's visualizing the balloon. Right, and, the and hand- suddenly their arm starts to lift. Are you a stage magician? I'm not, but I have read about it because I was fascinated why some people can sell so much from stage when they're selling rubbish products, and I realized they're using hypnosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've always been the no, yeah, the no weird mind voodoo stuff sort of approach. I'd rather just kind of, hey, if you're here and you want to go there, let me show you how I'd go there if I were you, and if you want some help, come. Oh, it's good to, it's good to be a no weird mind voodoo. I, I was just fascinated with it. I had this question: Why, why is it that I could speak from the same platform at the same event, wow. and some other person would outsell me with rubbish, and my products the best in the world, obviously, and it confused me. So when I broke it down and studied it, that's what it, that's what was revealed. That was the the magician's trick. Yeah, that's exactly. And right. I think understanding it, which is sort of what uh, Cialdini talks about in influence. He studied it so that he could understand why people get manipulated by social proof or influenced by reciprocity. I think knowing how it works is fun. I think you have to be very careful about using it. But I think what's happening here is what a great metaphor, a ladder. Everyone knows what to do with a ladder. It's a a natural, it's it's what my old mentor would say, a fait accompli that they will just want to be climbing that ladder. Yeah, it's really smart, right? And so literally it's got... Currencies that matter, so money, time, status, emotion. It's got location, here's where you are. Aspiration, here's where I want to go. It's just a really good way to position your stuff. So if you're here and you want to go there, then I've got the plan. And so back to Todd, 
uh, he built a four part video series, just like people get when they check out the, you know, I don't know, the million dollar coach yep. uh, video course at my blog. It's four videos and there's a, a why video, a what video, a how video and a now video. And you just walk people through. Now, a couple of really interesting thing ha- things happened. Not only did he get a ton of, you know, comments, feedback, sales, but also uh, Forbes online and the Huffington Post both saw the content he was putting out, thought it was, you know, were, like amazing and shared links to the opt-in page on their site. So he got this massive traffic spike by leading with IP. Uh, there's a book that you and I were talking about before we started recording from uh, Jason Freed and David Hanmeyer Hansen or how, you know, the guys from Basecamp. Yeah. And they say, don't outspend, outteach, which is totally your approach and my approach. It's the let's lead with, you know, lead with teaching and, you know, the people who it's right for are going to know that it's right for them because they've seen you in action. There's no kind of fear about is it going to be good on the sales side and, and crap on the delivery end, right? Yep. So anyway, he's created these four videos. Forbes, Huffington Post promoted when it comes to the, you know, the cart open and then the cart close, they do 450 grand in sales, which is awesome. So let's just talk a little bit about, you know, about kind of possible lessons from this. And you might have some, but I've got a couple here written down as well. I think the first one is if you're, you know, if you want people to kind of buy into your big idea and purchase your product, then having a Y model makes a ton of sense. Something that you can draw and step people through so that they make their own decision that, you know, I'm here, that's where I want to be. And I can see that not only if I go up the ladder, things get better, but you've got a plan to get me there. So I think have a Y model is kind of the obvious thing, right? Yes. Number two, I'd say every time you teach a piece of content, have a model for it, something visual. When you kind of draw a framework and, you know, like we'll be doing it at Supervised Business, when you draw a framework, a circle, a triangle, or a square to draw, you know, to kind of help people understand your content, effectively what you do when you draw the pic, you know, when you draw the model is you give people context and people can project their own selves into the model. And so even though it's, you know, it's just circles or it's just squares or it's just triangles, people have a really easy time kind of, they project themselves into it and they make buying decisions because they're not getting pushed into stuff. It allows them to kind of, you know, uh, see themselves in your stuff. Does that make sense, James? It does. I think we automatically, whenever we're listening to something or watching something, even if it's a movie, we put ourselves into that because we're so selfish that we think, how do we? How does this relate to me? Totally. We personalize everything. Yeah, we totally do. And so, when you create models, what you do is you have yeah help people really understand your stuff because it's a visual visual thing. But you also have it open and maybe vague is not the right word, but it's what's coming to me right now. You're vague enough that people can project themselves in. Then all of a sudden your stuff becomes way more influential. In Todd's case, it turned into you know, almost half a million bucks of sales at launch. Um, the two kind of tactical, practical things he did, which he thought you know were also really helpful, was having a webinar on open day. And he said if he was doing it again, he would do a, a Google Hangout on the cart close day because they had a big spike on close day as well. But mostly what made this thing work was content that rocked. And so, you know, if I was saying, you know, what do you do about this? I'd say just have a go at building a Y model, a uh, a ladder of some sort with a currency that matters and just different levels on it, which can help people see where they are. You know, three to five, maybe six levels, but three at least. You know, I'm going to ask you to draw one for our podcast show notes. Dude, you know what I'll do? I'll, uh, there's one I use a lot in our business. It's about the evolution of a coaching business. I'll just take a photo of it on my iPad and I'll, I'll send it to you and you can pop it up. No problems. Fantastic. So just to recap, we have a, a basically this guy didn't have a real challenge. 
but he had an opportunity. And because his content's so good, it's caused his clients to say, hey, you know, you should step up and do this. And the content was that good that other third parties took notice, in particular Forbes and Huffington Post. And because yep. the product's good, it pretty much sells itself when presented in a nice structure that people can easily relate to and personalize. And it wasn't a whole lot of tech around it. It wasn't a whole lot of sales push. This thing is a classic pull marketing where it's so good people are drawn to it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And when you, like when you do this, to be perfectly frank, you look like a rock star and people want your stuff. I think that, you know, that's two worthy goals. Uh, look, I'm a big fan of the just make good products yeah. thing. And, and, you know, I spent a lot of time with Mercedes-Benz and often when I would interview sales staff, they would come along to the interview and they'd say, listen, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't Mercedes-Benz. If this was Ford or Holden, I wouldn't be here. I'm here because it's Mercedes-Benz. I know how strong a good product can build a brand and, and create a gravitational magnetic force to people. And that's really what everyone should be focusing on, great products that, uh, that do good things that you feel good about and then wrap your marketing as an extension of that. Totally right, 100%. What a great case study. 450K, happy with that? Yeah, I mean, I think he's completely stoked with that. It's kind of set him up for a pretty exciting year. He's got a, a young daughter and, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun year. It's only, uh, you know, it's only to start. He's got a bunch of good stuff coming his way. Fantastic. So let's put the um, a sample of a wine model and the case study notes up on salesmarketingprofit.com. You can kind of check it out under this episode back at Sales Marketing Profit. And, uh, mate, I'm, unless there's anything further to add, I'll uh, talk to you in a week. No, I think, uh, I mean, the thing to add here is if you are in a situation where you're an expert at something where you've got people saying to you, hey, you should sell this or you should help some, someone else, you should do a launch. If you're not sure about frameworks, then get some. you probably want to get some help from Taki because you could just plug into his existing framework models and you'll be able to leverage that intellectual property nice and quickly. And uh, again, I'm looking forward to getting the process of creating models. I know you've got a few that you Yep. uses templates. And I think those templates, the, the sort of create your own models from scratch ideas would be a really handy skill to have. Totally right. Yeah, and we'll share them at, at, uh, in Manly on uh, March the 4th. 4th? For, for the general punters, it'll be the 5th and the 6th. That's the one? 5th and the 6th. The 4th is our special private silver circle. Oh, dude, day. sorry for, for uh, leaking <laughs> dates. Right. I apologize. Mate, this has been fun. <laughs> no worries. Can't wait, to, uh, can't wait to do next week, and I'm uh, looking forward to hanging out and getting back in the surf. Thanks, Taki. Take care. See you, dude. Bye-bye. You're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Taki Moore. Visit salesmarketingprofit.com. 